me. In the name of Jesus, we invite your Holy Spirit right now to speak in this place. As we open your word, we believe that your word is alive and powerful, and it has the power to change us, to move us into new things. And so today, we invite you, Holy Spirit, to work right now in this service, to move in this place. We don't need to, we don't need to wait until tonight for you to move. We're inviting you to move right now in the power of your word, in Jesus' name. And if you believe it together and you're ready to receive the word of God, come on, give him a little praise in Jesus' name. So during this month of October, we've been taking time to dive into messages about giving and our finances. And I want to tell you the truth today. The purpose of this series is to inspire each and every one of us who calls this our church home to get ready and to be ready for more. Let me say this very clearly. We need more resources, okay? We need more resources. And I am so proud and so honored to be part of a church that has a big vision and a big dream to see something big happen in this city and in this nation. But you know, with a big dream and a big vision comes the need for big resources. We need more, and there's no reason to be shy about that. In an expensive city like Berlin, to do all that God has called us to do, we are going to need more. You need more in your life. And that is exactly why last Sunday, Pastor Steve shared an amazing message. Wasn't that an amazing message about the blessing of living the generous life? Being generous is an awesome lifestyle we all need to adopt. And today I'm going to be sharing a message with you. And then next Sunday, Pastor Claudia is going to bring a powerful word. And the last Sunday of the month, we're going to hear testimonies from many people where God moved in their life through their finances. But you know, even in a season like right now, we are not desperate financially. Yes, we need more. Yes, we need to see more coming in. But at the same time, we are not desperate financially. And I really believe that in a time like that, that is the time to not get settled and to sit still, but to start to believe and to push forward into greater things. Because God has more for us in 2020, and 2020 is going to be a groundbreaking year for this church. And so let's receive the vision for more in our finances and step into it together so that together, together we are the church. We can move into all that God has called us to be in this city and beyond. Are you with me on that today? Are we ready to move into what God has for us? And so I'm speaking today a message that I've called, God's house is to be a house of overflow. God's house is to be a house of overflow. And I want to read a story from the Old Testament which took place during the time of Moses. God commanded Moses, they were, the Israelites were freed from Egypt and now they were in the wilderness and God commanded Moses to build a tabernacle in the wilderness which would be the place of worship for Israel. The tabernacle, this building, this mobile building was to be a very extravagant, very expensive 
incredible structure made with the very best of the very best materials. And so Moses calls a meeting of the entire community. You know, it's kind of like today. We called this service, and we all showed up. We called a meeting of the community, and Moses explains that great resource is going to be needed to construct this tabernacle. And Moses shares that message with the people and then allows the Spirit of God to move through the community and to inspire people to bring offerings to God to be used for the project. And so we're going to start reading, and you can open this yourself or look on the screen, in Exodus 35, starting in verse 20, and here's what it says. So the whole community of Israel left Moses and returned to their tents. He told them, this is what we're going to do. They left and went back to their tents. And all whose hearts were stirred and whose spirits were moved came and brought their sacred offerings to the Lord. They brought all the materials needed for the tabernacle, for the performance of its rituals, and for the sacred garments. Both men and women came, all whose hearts were willing. They brought to the Lord their offerings of gold, brooches, earrings, rings from their fingers, and necklaces, and they presented gold objects of every kind as a special offering to the Lord. And then we're going to continue on in Exodus 36, and here's what it says. Moses gave these materials to them, the people that were building that tabernacle. Moses gave them the materials donated by the people of Israel as sacred offerings for the completion of the sanctuary. But the people continued to bring additional gifts each morning. Finally, the craftsmen who were working on the sanctuary left their work. They went to Moses and reported, the people have given more than enough materials to complete the job the Lord has commanded us to do. So Moses gave the command, and this message was sent throughout the camp. Men and women, don't prepare any more gifts for the sanctuary. We have enough. So the people stopped bringing their sacred offerings, and their contributions, their contributions were more than enough to complete the whole project. Isn't that awesome? Come on, give God some praise for that. God's house is to be a house of overflow. And in the story, we can see how the community joined together and brought offerings that were more than enough to cover the cost of what was needed for the building of the tabernacle. Now, I understand we're reading here a story from the Old Testament. It was a story in the time of Moses, and God commanded them to build that tabernacle. It was a very specific, very special project for that time and that generation. And you know, today in the 21st century, I don't know, I'm not sure that God is going to tell me to go to the wilderness and to start collecting things to build a tabernacle in the wilderness. But what I do believe is that continuing through history, that there have been men and women of God that received a dream, a God-inspired vision for projects and tasks that will make a mark on history for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Come on. The tremendous cathedrals 
built during the Middle Ages here in Europe. The architecture of those churches across Europe have marked cities and villages. You cannot go to a village, no matter how small, they will have some kind of church in that village. And it might look a little bit like a big cathedral in a city, but those churches marked villages and cities Kings and peasants were involved. Politics and art, everything was influenced by these buildings. And today, those structures remain a mark on the face of Europe for a time when faith in God was the centerpiece of society. But today, the church, we are not building cathedrals in the Gothic style. We are building a church with the understanding that the church is not a building, but the church is the people. We are the church. And let me tell you, the time for a strong and healthy church and the need to see the church rise up has never been greater than in our generation. And we can look around society and we see that passions are strong for all things except for the house of God. People's passions are taking them onto the streets to fight for freedom, to fight for the future, to rally for football teams and superstars. And I don't condemn this, but church, if the world can be so passionate about earthly things, can we not be passionate about believing that in this generation, in this time, in this city, that the church will rise like never before and shine the light of Jesus into the darkness in a way that truly makes a difference and invite the world to come and see and taste that God is good. I am determined, and I'm declaring this over myself, and I believe you can share this with me today. I am determined I am not going to allow my life on earth to pass by without achieving all that God has called me to do. I want to play my part in seeing that the house of God is a house of overflow and that the house of God can achieve the vision of what God wants his house to be on the earth. I remember when my family first arrived in Berlin, 15 years ago that was, it's, it's amazing how time flies, but some well-meaning people told us, don't get your hopes up, don't believe for much, Berlin is a hard city, they said. It's a church planter's graveyard, and I am so glad that my parents, our senior pastors, decided to believe for better things. And yes, it is hard ground. And yes, Berlin sometimes can be a hard city. If you live here, you know that's true. But we serve a God who is bigger and stronger and a God who can do the impossible. And all it took was a few people, the leadership of this church, to say, you know what? If God can do it in South America, if God can do it in Africa, if God can do it in Asia, he can do it in Berlin. Why not Berlin? This city doesn't belong to the devil. This city belongs to God, and we are claiming it for the kingdom of God, and we aren't backing down. We aren't slowing down. We are ready for more. And so what God has done through the years has been truly a miracle. This church is a miracle. And as Pastor Steve commended you earlier, I also want to commend each and every one of you 
that has given into this ministry through the years. You are champions, and you are making history in this city. But this is what I want to declare today. We aren't finished. We are just getting started. What God has next for this church is new levels of influence and impact in this city and beyond. And so this message today, I want to invite you to take part in making a mark on history. We are celebrating in just a few weeks the 30 years of the fall of the wall. Berlin is a city marked by history. And not just local history, something that just had something to do with here. International history. History that has impacted the entire world. Decisions and discoveries that were made in this city unlocked some of the greatest scientific things in the past in just since forever. Some of the scientists, Nobel Prize winners, went to the universities. It's an amazing city that has changed the face of the earth. And the church needs to reflect the city where we are. Berlin has exported culture and music to the world for centuries. Why not export a kingdom culture that we together discover and pioneer that instead of needing to import a kingdom culture from somewhere else, we're going to develop a kingdom culture, a new sound, a new wave, a new model that we can then send to the world and influence the world for Jesus. But all of this is going to take resource. It's going to take a move of God. It's going to take a move of God. It cannot be done simply by, hu by human hands. It's going to take those that would be touched by the Spirit of God to give in sacrificial ways like never before. And I'm talking about myself. And I truly believe for those that have ears to hear and eyes that can look beyond the moment, beyond the moment into a vision that is God-inspired, we can make history together. You can play a part in making a mark on history that will forever change the face of this city. And I don't know about you, but that excites me. Is anybody excited about making history in this place today? And so to finish up, I want to share again back to the story in Exodus what I believe to be some helpful aspects that can encourage us as we move forward into more. And so you can write this down. The first, the first idea, number one, is all are invited, but not all are moved. The entire community heard the call and heard the need for what was necessary to build the tabernacle. All of Israel, I don't know how many it was, maybe it was just the men and they went back and spread the message where it doesn't quite say, but the whole community heard the message that there was a need to do something. And in Exodus 35, 21, listen to this. This is what it says. All whose hearts were stirred, and I believe here it is, all whose hearts were stirred and whose spirits were moved came and brought their sacred offerings to the Lord. God is inviting us today to take part on an incredible journey of giving that can impact the future of this church and beyond. But just because we all hear this message today, or maybe you're listening right now 
online, that does not mean that we will all be moved into action. I believe that God's will back then was for everyone in the community of Israel to give. I believe today it's the same. It is God's will that everyone would give. I believe God wants everyone to give. The question is, how will we react to the call? What is the status of your heart today? I want to encourage you today, check your heart. Are you open to hearing from God? Are you open to hearing God's voice? Are you willing to pray the daring prayer of asking God what he would have you give beyond your tithe to sow into the house of God? Open your heart to God and allow him to move in your life. I once heard a pastor say, if we dare to ask God what amount we should give, be careful because God will challenge us to be much more generous than we ever imagined. And so I want to challenge you today, dare to pray the prayer, God, what would you have me give? As Pastor Steve shared with us last Sunday, there is great blessing in giving. So for those of us who allow God to move our hearts into action, great reward on earth and in heaven await you. We can together see an acceleration of God's kingdom in this city and to be witness, I really believe this, to be witness to what can only be described as a history-making revival will be great reward in itself. There are men and women of God who came before that plowed the ground, that sowed in prayer, that did many things to get it ready for the moment we are living in. And to be witness to the time that they looked forward to a day when a revival like that would sweep Berlin and the nation of Germany, let me tell you, that will be great reward to simply be living in that time. Number two, bring your best. Men and women each brought their best back then. God wanted the best materials, the best wood, the best cloth, and it's the same today. The church doesn't need more broken down equipment. The bride of Christ should be equipped with the best things so that we can proclaim the message of Jesus with excellence. And I believe my production team there, they're just like, yeah, amen to that. We need to break out of the mindset that's good enough. We need to have a vision for the best. We want to be the best. We want to be the best church, not second best. And this doesn't mean spending unwisely or having things simply for the sake of having them. This means that everything we do, whether serving or speaking or singing, we do it with excellence, becoming excellent in skill and character. That's a process. But when we bring those talents into the house of God and pour them out as an offering, it will touch the world in a powerful way. And when we bring our tithes into the storehouse first, the tithe belongs to God and it is brought to God first. The first goes to God because the best belongs to God. Bring your best to church, your best attitude, your best smile, show up on time, even come early, bring your best to church. And number three, and this is the last one, more than enough. It's an amazing story. The entire camp hears the call, but only some are moved to give. And yet through those ones that are moved to give, 
there is more than enough that is brought to God's house. In Exodus 36, 7, here's what it says. Their contributions, their contributions, the ones that were moved into action, were more than enough to complete the whole project. God enables those who hear his call to complete the project. We are going to complete the project. God will do it. We will have more than enough. And all it takes is faithful people moved by God to give, and we can accomplish what God has called us to accomplish and have more than enough. Now, when I say this, I don't want anybody in here today to think that I'm saying, well, you know, if the others give, I don't need to give because it's going to be done anyway. That's the wrong attitude to have. The call falls on the entire community. But those that are giving and that are moved by God, I believe it's an encouragement to us to see that it is not in vain and that the project will be completed. You know, for pastors, this can sometimes be difficult. We want to see everyone giving, and yes, everyone should be giving, but at the same time, as church leaders, let's have faith and be encouraged that those who are willingly moved by God, it will be more than enough, and it is enough to complete the vision. Our churches need to be financed by those who give out of a move of God's Spirit and not out of man-made pressure. And so to finish today, I want to pray over the church. We're going to pray together, and I am going to believe right now that God is going to speak and move in this place. You know, a few weeks ago, Pastor Claudia had us stand, and she prayed over us for a releasing in this place to be set free, to come out from hiding. It was so powerful. And so today, I'm going to believe that God is going to move in this place. So why don't we just stand to our feet? Let's just stand to our feet right now and take a moment in God's presence to allow him to move in your life, to be part of the vision of what God wants to do, a powerful, earth-shaking church, a kingdom that cannot be shaken in this city and beyond. And so right now, God, we invite you in this place to move through the church in a powerful way today, that your spirit would start to speak into people's lives, that they would start to get a vision and to be moved to bring their best into the house of God, to bring offerings into your house that are gonna resource this movement to propel it into all that you would have it be in Jesus' name. And so right now we're inviting Holy Spirit to just move in our life, to speak to us today. And we thank you for that. We thank you that we get to be a part of your kingdom and a part of those that make history in this city. And so we invite you. We declare it today. Revival is here. It is happening. And so we're in believing for even more and greater things ahead in Jesus' name. And if you receive it today, give God a little praise. Come on, give him some praise today. We never like to close a service without giving an opportunity for those that would be here today that have never received Jesus into your heart for the first time. And so if you're here today and you would say, you know what, I've, 
I've never asked Jesus to come into my heart for the first time, or maybe you're here today and you would say, you know what, I walked with God at one point in my life, but today I would admit I'm not walking, I'm not living for God. God never left you, but you need to come back to him today. You need to recommit your life to him. And so right now, if you're here and you would say, I want Jesus in my life, or I want to recommit my life to him. Right now, I just want you right where you are to lift your hand. Is there anyone here today? I want Jesus in my life. God bless you. I see you up there. Is there anyone else? I want Jesus in my life. God bless you. I see you there. God bless you. I see you there. Is there anyone else? God bless you. I see you there. Come on, church. Salvation has come to this house today. And so right now, if you lifted your hand, I want you to pray this prayer that is coming on screen. We're going to pray it together. Speak it with your mouth. And church, we are going to join those that are praying it for the first time today. Here we go. Father in heaven, I believe Jesus died on the cross for me. Thank you for your amazing love. I repent of my sins and thank you for your forgiveness. Come into my life and give me a fresh start. I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Help me to live my life for you from this day forward. Amen.